Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Own Your Intuition. I'm Kelly Rich, your host and intuitive psychic medium based out of Portland, Maine. And I am so deeply honored to be here, to have this platform to share with you what's on my mind and my heart. And you can now work with me one-on-one in an intuitive reading, in an intuitive mentorship, in Reiki trainings, online new moon ceremonies. And I've had clients globally even before the pandemic as energy is not limited to time nor space. You have never needed to be in my physical space, in my office, for me to receive messages from spirit or your guides. My office was simply a place for local clients to visit and to receive a hug after your session. I actually find that working virtually is a bit simpler for me in terms of reading your soul as I'm not distracted by your physical appearance or your body language. Some things that may come up in a reading are past life visions, messages from past loved ones or animals, a body scan of places where you may be wanting to give some attention. However, I'm not a medical doctor and I make that very clear. I work from a metaphysical perspective. Sometimes I'm given referrals for other healthcare practitioners to give to you. And often, sometimes I hear very clear names, whether from the spirit world, people you are associated with now in your lifetime on your soul path, or maybe in the future. I'm also given tools for you to implement after a session to create healing in your life, to really take this pathway of becoming your own healer. We are always being presented with opportunities to heal, and I feel that this is the case as long as we are here on this earth plane. That being said, there are often visions or auditory messages I hear to relay to you about where you may have gotten distracted on your life path and see your soul contracts and relationships with others. People will come to me for business questions and will often work in my intuitive mentorship program to dive deeper into their personal evolution or establishing a heart-centered business. I am a strong advocate for you to own your intuition and to follow your internal compass within. You can book your session online today at kellyrichintuitive.com. I am honored to work with you and I'm honored that you're here. And today I have Kate O'Donnell on the podcast sharing some Ayurvedic tips and how she's coping during these times of the 2020 pandemic. I met Kate when she was teaching at Kripalu down in the Berkshires when I was studying Ayurveda. And we soon realized that she would be moving just a couple miles from me and we decided to stay in touch. I carry her wisdom in my heart and I admire her in many ways. I'm honored to share her messages with you today, and I invite you to listen with an open heart. If you learn something or you want to support the podcast, I ask that you kindly consider writing a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share the show with your loved ones. Thank you for being here and for being a receiver of my heart's work. Enjoy. My name is Kate O'Donnell. I think I'm most well-known as the author of three books. The Everyday Ayurvedic Cookbook is very, really popular. Uh, these days. And um, I also wrote Everyday Ayurveda Cooking for a Calm, Clear Mind. And then my next book, uh, The Everyday Ayurveda Guide to Self-Care, comes out in July. So I've been um, practicing yoga for over 20 years, Ayurveda for about 15 years, and teaching um, both of those things for 10 and 15 years, respectively. 
So I, I moved from Boston to Portland, Maine about two years ago. And I have, um, I do Ayurvedic consultations. I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner as well as an author and a presenter. So prior to the COVID crisis, I was traveling a lot and teaching and presenting. Um, and that is, I think, my favorite thing to do because as, as we'll probably talk about, the, the seasons and one's climate it has a big effect on one's health. And traveling and being in different climates and working with different groups of people, I find, I feel like I learn a lot um, about sort of human beings. Like, where, how are we the same and how are we different, you know, depending on the, the culture we grew up in, the climate we grew up in. So with that um, being on a full stop, I've actually been creating more online education now. So programs to support my readers because they're, they're all over the world. The books are in five languages now. Wow. And I get, yeah. You know, for some people, the books are fine and they're perfect. And for other people, they're kind of overwhelmed. So I've been creating courses to kind of break down the content. And also I'm um, teaching online cooking classes just, just, just for fun. You know, I feel like we're all stuck at home <laughs> and, and I really want people to be able to connect in ways that are fun and productive at the same time. That's what I've been up to the last couple months. That sounds amazing and lots of fun. I did see one of your cooking classes online. Are you you have some coming up? Yeah, I just had one Saturday and I have another one next month. What's the one next month? Do you have the curriculum? We covered some of my favorite spring recipes this mm-hmm. le- this last weekend. And then the one next month I'm going to cover because I had people from um the southern hemisphere joining us and they were kind of asking can we cover other Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the seasons thing. <laughs> so I said, you know, why don't we do like everyday staples? So actually kind of some traditional Ayurvedic meals, uh, a breakfast, a lunch and a dinner option that, mm-hmm. that are kind of from the, the category of like good for most bodies most of the time. That's, I like that. Yeah. I'll put, keep an eye out for that. I love how you talk about the seasons and how it relates to our health like particularly right now. And I feel like, do you feel like, in my opinion, what with what's going on right now in the world with this climate, not necessarily shifting into spring and, and being in the middle of spring, but the the mental climate, right? Like the climate of what's going on with COVID and how sometimes we don't necessarily sink with the climate outside. Like for example, it may feel like spring where it's time to clear out and you're like literally clearing out around the house, like getting all the old leaves and you're uprooting things and then you're gardening. It's like this whole process of uprooting and cleansing. Yet there are times where I feel like, no, no, it's too much. It's almost it's almost like there are moments of winter within. Yeah, I, I think... Kelly, the thing that we tend to think of winter as a time for introspection, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, everything, all the energy in the trees, for example, pulls back from the extremities into the center of the body. And that happens in human bodies as well. Um, because in order to support our digestive fire, our prana or our life energy, it comes away from the extremities and begins to pack itself into the core where all of our, our digestions of our digestive organs are. 
Um, so we get this little furnace in there, you know, for cooking, cooking the heavy food that we need to eat in the winter. Um, but the other part of us that's going out all the time that is less obvious is our attention. You know, our sense organs are a really important aspect of Ayurveda as well as yoga and, and how we view the body. So the activity of our eyes, our ears, you know, our taste, our smell, all that stuff is constantly stimulating us. And we kind of went from like 60 to zero with that very suddenly as a, as a global community, everybody's going through, through that almost a deprivation of the senses. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it does cause that feeling like you're saying of, of winter, you know, of being introspective and being inside. And there's a lot less distractions because we're not uh, socializing and we're not moving around, you know, so people have a little more free time and, you know, people with children I know are going through a very difficult time. Like their attention is constantly being acquired by their kids. So I want to speak to, to that for them as well. But at the same time, it's like our lives have become very nuclear where we're not so much being stimulated by the world outside as we are, you know, inside our homes and inside our, just our nuclear community. And I, I think that does cause the attention to turn inward in ways that may be welcome for some people and uncomfortable for others. Yeah, I feel both. There are times where I'm like, this is lovely. And then there are times where I'm like, this is awful. This is very uncomfortable. And there's that. There's also what I've been noticing for myself is how much energy I pour out that external energy of like that up and out energy, like the give, the give, the go, the go, the go, the go, the plan, the plan, the plan, the plan. And right now, even in my home, I'm, it's almost like there's this addiction to filling time and there's this addiction to, well, if I can't do it out there, I'm going to find a way to do it here. I'm going to find a way to clean all my cabinets and put all everything that's in a package in a jar and then I'm going to label it. And then, and then it's like, okay, when that's done, then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to plan this and then I'm going to do that course. And then I'm and it's been interesting. Like, wow. And I was listening to Dr. Claudia Welch last night, this little video that she has online. I, sometimes I just go to it when I need the reminder of rest is okay. It's one of the natural urges. And I was writing about this today and how Ayurveda talks about the causes of disease. And when we kind of go against our natural urges, tired being one of them, is where that imbalance can come in. We are in this global pause, some of us anyway, right? Like people with children may not feel that. There may be more to do. But from my experience, there's, there is this pause. Like, can we pause? Can we rest? And then what happens when we fight it? What happens if we then organize and clean every nook and cranny and then, because it's just going to get dirty again. So it's creating this cycle of just going and going and going and going and then how that affects our whole body and then going into the buzzword right now of immunity like that can do you agree like that can affect immunity and that can affect how we show up in the world yeah stress is definitely the i think the biggest factor in in dampening our immunity mm. so it's it's been interesting to not have external sources of stress i mean there's the finances i know that's a big one that hit me really hard in the beginning when I went through this like week, 
week-long period back in March where every day I was getting emails where my work for the next year was being canceled, you know? And it did cause, um, like I was having nightmares and stuff, you know, I was totally freaking out. And, and then on the flip side of that, I did what you were describing, which is became addicted to productivity mm-hmm. and, and was, was like, uh, you know, sort of fighting the lack of control that I have over my own destiny right now financially you know so that's where I started creating online and I had already been in the process of creating online this online school for a year the Ayurvedic Living Institute and I've been dragging my feet you know because I was enjoying traveling and I just I love people I love teaching and I love being around people and so I was like you know if I start doing more online work I'm just going to be you know having less and less people people are are really what make me happy you know so I was dragging my feet on it and then this happened and and I got pushed into it yeah yeah and it was like I just jumped off the cliff you know and and it's actually been fun and I've been grateful for it um for work like thank god for work but and I have heard a lot of my friends um say that they miss working you know even one ones with kids especially I think they miss having something else that's outside of being a parent. But what, you know, the thing about rest, as you mentioned, is what we really need is a balance between rest and productivity. And that's the, that's the basis of uh, the Ayurvedic health paradigm is the balance of what's called lungana and rumhana, which is the, the reducing or light qualities, which cleanse the body. And then the grounding ones, which build the body. So work kind of reduces, right? Re- reduces our um, our comfort and our groundedness because where you know, our attention is going towards you know all sorts of other things. And then we balance that by resting and by eating, you know, sleeping and whatever it is we do to relax and play and just just be kind of free and enjoy. So I've been playing around with creating, I know everybody's trying to create a schedule for themselves right now, right? That's kind of like every, it's like the, um, the big key is to, can you create a schedule right now that's healthy for yourself at home? Mm-hmm. And I started by really sort of trying to implement meal times, and that was tricky. It was, I was all over the place. And so my partner and I aren't even eating at the same time now. Because like naturally we're just on different programs and that's cool. You know, like it's fine. <laughs> we eat different food at different times, but like we were trying to do food together all the time and like have all our meals together. And I was like, this is so not working for me, <laughs> you know? So we, we sort of broken away from that a little bit and I've been cycling in and out of productivity and rest. So throughout a day, and this I think is important for people in general, that we don't have the expectation that the body is going to engage in work for eight hours. You know, it's like, I, so I'll work for, and being on a screen is different. A lot of people, especially the teachers are really in a tough place right now because they're, you know, school teachers are used to like engaging and moving their body in, in certain ways while they're with their students. And now they're like in this little square, you know, of the screen all day, every day. And it's, it's, it changes the scape of the mind big time, especially through the organ of the eye, the eyes themselves. So I've been in this thing of 
you know, I don't, I'll try not to do more than two hours on, on the computer in any way, you know, whether it's talking with you or typing or watching videos or whatever. It's like I, every two hours or so I go outside and sit on the porch or I take like a 15 minute walk or something. And I allow my eyes to focus on sort of broader vision, Mm. like trees and birds and clouds and things like that. And it doesn't have to be long. You know, this can just be a five or a 10 minute thing. And I'll just put on my big jacket, like, and go stand outside, you know, for, you know, in the beginning, it was like, no, we need to take a walk. I need to drive my car into nature and take a walk (laughs) in the woods. And and it was like, no, actually, this is working for me to just like, I work for a block of a few hours. And then I like rest the senses, basically. And, you know, sometimes I end up just lying down and taking like a nap for 20 minutes. And then I come back and I do another block, you know, so I've got these, I'll do two or three work blocks in a day. And as you're describing the amount of work I could be doing is endless, you know, as an entrepreneur in the wellness industry online right now, it is absolute prime, you know? So it's like anytime we're not creating new content, we're missing the boat. You know, there's that feeling I've had to really just contend with that and just, just chalk myself off a cliff around around my financial needs. And I've really been face to face with my own ambition. Mm -hmm. I am a very ambitious and driven person. And that when it's just me and myself, you know, and there's not like all these, you know, organizations and Ayurveda schools, and there's not all these other people you know, asking me or pushing me to do things. It's just me. It's my own business, you know? And I'm like, wow, Kate, you're pretty intense. (laughs) (laughs) I resonate with that wholeheartedly. I, last night for fun, and there is probably someone listening like, this is what you did for fun. Like, yes, this is what I did for fun. I wrote down all the things that I do for my business right now. So I could see, so I couldn't get stuck in the cycle of productivity. Like, look at what you're already doing, Kelly. It's okay to rest. Giving myself that free hall pass. Like you said, after a couple hours, I just go outside and look at the clouds and the birds. You know, you didn't say I brought a book. You didn't say I, I went on social media. You didn't say I called my mom. You Right? So that's that's right. a different kind of rest. And when we when we tune out so we can tune in in a deeper way. And um, I wrote down like all the things that I do for the podcast and then writing the content and doing the newsletter, but then seeing clients and then doing the group. It was like all of the, uh, all of the things. And for a moment, it, it made me feel tired just looking at the list that the, everything is changing. So there's so many things to do and just taking a moment to look at all the things you do. Like I cook, I clean, I create the content, I do the things and okay, where can I just find five minutes? just five minutes throughout the day, five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes there. Is there something else that you've been doing in Ayurvedic terms, like something that you've learned over the years in your Ayurvedic studies that you feel like you're holding on dearly to? Like you mentioned the meal times, which I feel like for me, I'm, I'm, I love that because I've been having an issue my partner as well. Like that's actually not what I want to eat dinner. And that's not what I want to eat for dinner. So having permission there, I feel like that that's a big game changer. Is there anything else? Is there a particular herb or is there like a particular meal or 
activity or meditation or something that you're doing that that feels like a saving grace that you feel so grateful that you even have that tool and that and then you're actually implementing it Mm. you know I think the thing I've been working the most on is respecting my agni my digestive fire and um, being able to observe it in a different way because there are less factors like it's almost like a science experiment where I'm observing the changes in my digestive fire you know when I get hungry every day how hungry I am how much food I need in order to feel satisfied like it's interesting to observe all those changes going on because usually there's all these other changes. So you can't tell what's what, because usually it's like, Oh, I drove two hours to Boston and taught eight hours and drove two hours home, you know? So like, like there goes my digestive fire is like undergoing a change. So I've been just, I've just been observing the changes in my appetite, in my energy level, in my sleep. I'm like this little scientist right now because I have this control group you know, going on without all the external factors. And that's, that's really where my attention and energy has been on observing those things. And as you say, with permission, you know, so not judging myself when I observe that I need to sleep for nine hours a night. It's like, who is this nine hour nights? You know, is it because I'm getting old? You know, I'm in my forties now, so there there are a lot of differences that I'm experiencing in my my resiliency as well. You know, so I've been really able to. I've been really practicing not using food as a coping mechanism, and that's been hard. That's been hard. Um, we went through a baking stage, you know, where we were, yep. yeah, I know everybody say that and everyone's like, oh, we did that. Yep. Right. And that's that, <laughs> not anymore, you know? So it's like, I'm, it's, it's such a tough one because I, I think what I need to do is balance my, um, my desires for like, um, fun and indulgence and sensory stimulation. I need to balance those desires with my desires for health and spirituality. And and I just I'm constantly like like the health spirituality bubble grows and the and the you know the food and TV bubble shrinks and then it goes the other way and it just keeps kind of I'm just constantly in this interaction between those two two aspects of myself and they're they're both my heart's desire. You know, I desire like cocktail hour on Zoom with my girls as much as I desire, you know, my morning yoga practice. And I, I really have been able to like bring that in with joy, you know, that I love kind of socializing and indulging and like all that kind of stuff is, is actually um, a gift for me right now. And I know that it's not always going to be. I know that as my body gets more sensitive, as I age, I'm not going to be able to, to have alcohol. I'm not going to be able to eat uh, restaurant food. I'm not going to be able to like overeat or eat a bunch of chips. You know, I just, I know that these changes are coming and it's like the clock is ticking on how much longer I actually can indulge in this way. And so I've, I've just been like trying to enjoy, you know, as much as possible um, without causing any, any, balances for myself or causing my um my sense of spiritual growth to be stunted you know as you i'm sure anybody listening who has used alcohol 
know or marijuana or whatever knows how drugs definitely thwart spiritual growth unless they're used in a ceremonious fashion. Definitely. I love how you are sharing the importance of just observing. I find that through observation and taking the time to pause and just observe, look around, but also inside. It's not just external. It's that internal investigation of, oh, how is my digestion feeling? How is my body feeling? How is my mind feeling? How is my heart feeling? How are my senses feeling? I find that that's one pathway to really deepen the connection to our intuition. Like when we take those times to pause, oh, how is my agni? Like you say, right? Like how much food is too much food? Why am I eating at this time? Is there something else going on? When we have those inquiries, I feel like we are able to tune into that inner wisdom, to that that inner well of information. And I've, I've talked about on a previous episode, the three steps to owning our intuition. Like the first step is, you just got to be aware. You you have to be able to observe. You've got to know how you feel. And then the second step is you've got to trust it. So and that's where people usually fall off. It's like, yeah. eh, is this real? Is this what's happening? Oh, let me just swipe that out and let, let's let the mind take over. And then the third is acting from that place, acting from that place of trust. So am I hungry? No. Okay. Let me trust that. But is there something else going on? Okay, maybe. Maybe it's time to call my therapist. Maybe it's time to ask for help. Maybe it's time to shift something in my day-to-day where I don't do this. Like one of my favorite terms in um, Sanskrit when we learned when I learned it, Kripalu was Prajna Parada, crimes against wisdom. Right. So it's like sometimes crimes against wisdom get stuck in that, in those three steps. We know what's good for us, and then we choose to, to do the opposite. And right now, even in, in my life, like being in my home all the time, I'm seeing all these moments of Prashna Prada, all these moments of crimes against wisdom. Like, did I really need to bake cookies again? So even with work, like too much screen time. It's like, I know that I need a break, yet I keep pushing it off, that digital detox off and off and off and off. So for everyone listening, maybe if you're writing something down, where is there something in your day-to-day life where you're committing this crimes against wisdom? But where, where do you find that balance if there is one? Or do you feel like that that's, that's also a trap to like be caught up in trying to find balance all the time or that the medicine is actually in allowing them to fluctuate and that's where the wisdom is and where we can grow? I think that, that you, one can't like grasp at at a state of balance because it, human beings are always moving away from a state of balance. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's the laws of physics, right. you know, like how um, cells are, you know, the protons and the neutrons are moving, you know, around in this kind of fat and there's always movement. There's always this push and shove towards and away from the center. That's like, it's the nature of matter. And human beings are matter, you know, infused with consciousness. So I think that what we try to do is, is be aware of what are the things that pull us away, what are the things that bring us back together. And um, I'm primarily an observer, not a controller, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking an interest from a scientific perspective 
in these changes that I'm feeling. And if I don't do the Pradnaparad, if I don't sort of do the so-called wrong thing occasionally, I'll never see what would happen if I do it. Truth. You know? Yes. Yes, so like letting ourselves oh, I eat those, You know, I want to eat more cookies. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bake again, and it's like, oh, you know, oh, you sure you want to do that? And and then I, you know, I do the baking, and we got the treats around, and I eat too many of them again, and I'm like, oh man, okay, I really get it now. Like I really see it now. You know that I I've learned like everything that I that I know about like what I kind of can't get away with. I've learned through trying to get away with it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I used to be, I think in my 20s, I was um, pretty rude with myself. I think I a lot about it and I tended more towards towards being restrictive Mm -hmm. at that time, you know, and after, you know, five or 10 years of that, I kind of cracked and started overdoing everything, you know, and I did that for a little while. And I just, I really went through this period where all the things that I've been restricting, I had to start kind of playing with, with those things and mm-hmm. seeing, are they really not good for me or, you know, can I do this? And, um, and then that's always changing too. You know, you learn, you learn like how, like, how, okay, one glass of wine once a week is okay. And then suddenly it's not, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's changing all the time. So change is is all we have. And I think that we just have to approach it as um, an aspect of the universal dance mm-hmm. that we're just a part of, you know, and that's, that's it. Yeah. And being okay with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, which is not, you know, I'm not saying I'm just like having a great time. All the time. <laughs> you know, it's not always easy. Is <laughs> that uh, the truth? Yeah. Kobe Kozlowski talks about being able to, to ride the waves, like to be that skillful wave rider, like life, like shit's just going to happen, but how do we respond to it? And I feel like we can respond from that center place, from that inner well, from that intuitive place when we take the time to be the observer. Like you said, like, it sounds like you're just a professional observer or that you're working towards being a professional observer and, and that's it. That is, ex- Kelly, that is exactly what I, that is what I'm cultivating. <laughs> Not on purpose, it's just, it's natural, but that mm-hmm. is, that's what I do. And Ayurveda is a, a total science of observation. It's a complete awareness practice. So it's, it's, that is the language that I use to describe what I'm observing and feel what I'm observing. I would love to shift. We were, we were at a tea time I think it was at Dobra somewhere downtown and and you looked at me and you said Kelly God wants you to make money yeah well I think the first thing that I have done is um I've, is I've embraced living with less and it's not a problem it's fine because I feel like that's I have a sense of duty around that because I know that so many people are um, living without Mm -hmm. so many things. So I'm like, okay, you know, my income for the next year, at least is going to be a lot less than it was the year before. So, you know, that's, that means X and Y and Z about my lifestyle. And, you know, I do get, I get scared sometimes that, that we're going to go into some kind of recession that's going to last for like a decade. Um, 
but at the same time, I know, I do know like how to live simply. And, um, that's something everyone is learning right now. Mm -hmm. I think it's part of what, you know, nature is, is doing for us is teaching us how to move around less and live with less, just be more simple. So I've, I've accepted that. And, um, I don't feel like I have to offer things for free because I'm not living with a surplus personally. Yeah. Um, so I'm, what I have done is made it, I always make it clear that if people are, have lost their jobs or they're hurting, like they should reach out to me, you know? And I have had a few people, students write to me and say, I really want to do your cooking class. You know, can I pay you X? Mm. It's great. You know, it's, it's, that's, I'm happy to do that. That's like, to me, the, the best thing when somebody wants to do it enough that they take the time to reach out to me, create this relationship and say, you know, listen, this is what I can do. Like, I don't want to insult you, you know, but this is what I can do because I lost my job. And I'm like, great. Like you're the person I want to take this class right now, you know? And I find that if, if our work, you know, as, uh, because the work we do is subtle, right? I'm not selling you like a warm jacket, you know, or gas for your car. I'm selling you these, these unquantifiable items. And that's where it gets tricky. You know, like what is it worth for someone to, uh, learn about their intuitive nature from Kelly? You know, like, what is that worth? Like, you can't even say one person will understand that that's worth like everything. And another person is just in a place in their life where it's worth nothing, you know? And like, so it's, I think it's about finding the right people. Mm-hmm. And that when we, when we devalue or undervalue our services, everyone gets hurt. Yep. I agree. You know, the clients get hurt as well. And this is like, I've noticed that if I don't charge enough money, people don't do shit. There's no compliance, <laughs> you know? And compliance is the most important part of what I do, you know, behavioral lifestyle and diet changes. Like we need compliance. So that person needs to invest. Mm-hmm. They need to be invested. And if somebody writes to me and is like, I invested, like I need this, I want this, here's why, and this is what I can do. You know, that there's some exchange of energy that goes on that's, that's appropriate to the amount of resources that that person has. You know, and that what's coming in is appropriate to the amount of resources that I have. If I were at a surplus and had still had ways I was making tons of money, maybe I would do more volunteer work, more, more free stuff, you know, kind of create a balance in that way. We have to be seated in ourselves in such a way that we're not devaluing what we do. You know, and there's that voice. I have that voice that can say, like, you should be doing something free. You know, you should just be helping. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, uh, I've sat with it. I've observed it. And I've, I've really looked at, like, what I'm, you know, how am I using my time? Like, how am I being a, a good human being right now? You know, and as a professional observer, I do believe that that is, is actually what I'm here to do. I have a strong sense of dharma around it. And, um, and from that observation, that is, that is, that's the, those are the skills and the understandings about human beings that help me help people. 
So I'm just in that place right now where I'm like, okay, we're on observation, like 110%. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'm just trying to um, create enough like commerce for myself that, that I can go to the dentist, you know, or if I need a root canal or something that I can afford it. And, and that's, that's enough. Like, okay, I don't need to travel the world. I don't need to take, you know, a, a fancy vacation or anything this year. Like that's not going to happen. So I've, I've had a lot of like, you know, in, ins and outs with, with it. Um, but I also am aware that a lot of people have not lost their jobs right now. You know, there are a lot of people, um, it's really heartening to see the way that people are sharing their resources. Like I've had students pay me for like future consults, you know, and things like that. And my partner is teaching yoga online and meditation and people will, you know, he teaches meditation on donation, you know, and every now and then somebody will just drop this, this nice chunk and he's just like, thank you, you know? Yeah, it helps. It helps so much. I've had people, I've started doing these new moon ceremonies online every month. And what's happened is some people will just, they'll get, they'll pay for like three people. They'll say, here you go. Here's, here's, you know, here's this chunk of money. That's good for three tickets. Can you let people that, that don't have the funds join, but yet can I support you at the same time? And that feels so lovely. Thank you for speaking on that. That's one of my favorite things you've ever said to me, Kate. (laughs) Is there any final words of wisdom that you want to share and where can people, where can people find you and connect with you? My online classes are are available at the Ayurvedic Living Institute. So if anybody just Googles ayurvedicliving.institute, you can see that's where you can um, link up to cooking classes and the other things I have going on. Um, And I think, you know, I just think that, I think we all need to keep an eye on the fear thing right now. That's if I were going to make a statement for people to hear, it's, it's, um, it's to, to live in a way that is healthy and creates a robust situation in the body and then live your life. You know, you've done everything you can to be healthy and you live your life and you hope for the best and, and we protect the vulnerable. It's beautiful. Thank you for being here. For your Thanks time. for having me. Your it's energy. nice to be part of your work. Thank you for tuning in to this episode on Own Your Intuition Conversations with Kelly Rich. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can share it with your loved ones and write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to book your one-on-one session or if you'd like to join the next new moon ceremony in May, you can head to kellyrichintuitive.com or connect on Instagram at kellyrichintuitive. Take care of yourself. I send my many blessings to you and your loved ones and I'll be back next Sunday for a new episode.